Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast, and I am joined by my good friend, and I think, I, you know, a lot of people have been saying the co-host with the mostest, the co-so, that, that sounds horrible, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> Ciroc, the Rock is What's on up? with me right now. Co- I tried to be it? funny. The the co-host is with the hostess. Yeah, I, I tried to rhyme there, but I'm I'm very very white and and you can say comatose. I comatose, feel like that'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah, like anybody asks, like what what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a comatose. Like what is that? <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a co-host with the mostest, a comatose. A, a comatose. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, Sirak, my comatose. Uh, how are you, man? <laughs> That's, I'm doing great. That sounds like some type of spell you just put on me. <laughs> so yeah, like a Harry Potter. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm great, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's your week been so far? It's been pretty good. Actually, I just got a uh, an IB done this morning at uh, this place called IB Joint. You know, they do like, they do drips of like, you know, I don't know, uh, like B12 and all types of different stuff that you can get done. It's, it's, it's pretty refreshing, to be honest. If I it, really like, I mean, how long does it usually take before you like start feeling it? You know, that is a good question. It just depends. Like with me, like it, it could be like a couple of days to a week for me to actually really notice. And then with some people, it's literally the same day. Some people's the next day. Some people it's like instantly. So it just depends on the person. What do you what what do you notice, though? Like, how More, does it help you? Uh, I'd say definitely more energy. Um, you know, you overall feel better. Uh, like you know, mental clarity. That's that's a big one. Um, you know, it's good for you. It helps your skin. Like you just feel like everything feels better, and it lasts for like you know two to three weeks, if so. Do you take vitamins at all every day? No, no, not why, at all. I don't. Why know I, though? Like, I mean, I mean, you why get the IV but not? take vitamins though i i rather just get the vitamins like in the stuff i eat it's too like once like i'm not good with like trying to keep track of like oh i gotta get my magnesium i gotta get this i got the vitamins for this and this and this and this and then it's just it's too much pretty soon you know you're just eating flintstone vitamins and drinking water okay but i mean all right so i take a daily vitamin i mm-hmm. take a vitamin d supplement okay i take a vitamin c pill and very, very important, a probiotic. Okay, well, but why do you take these? Well, I mean, because, well, I mean, why do you get an IV done? 
I mean, I mean, it's the same thing. I take them. Well, yeah. the probiotics, the probiotics help my poops big time. Okay, so you, so you can tell it, so you can tell there's a difference. Then. So like if you stop taking like your vitamins and all the all the pills, like you would feel worse or you wouldn't really notice it. I mean, I wouldn't notice it. I mean, the big notice is my dumb. Like, I mean, <laughs> the 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 texture. Like, seriously, though, yeah. the, have you noticed like the older you get, the more attention that you pay, but you pay more attention to your bowel movement? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, by the time I mean, by, by the time you get RAs, you kind of just could feel it out, you know, without even looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a stiffy. That's a, yeah, that's no, 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 no. But like when. OK, have you ever had this, though? Like when you take a dump and like you already can call it like when I wipe. There is nothing going to be on the toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, it's like the, the, the hype built up is like, you like, okay, this is going to be a long one. And it's just like a little pebble or something like that that comes out. <laughs> like, holy shit, what was I straining so much for? Yeah. But I mean, have you ever strained so much where you've had blood on the toilet paper at all? Though? Oh, no. Hell no. I never got to that point. I mean, you've never wiped and had blood on no, the toilet paper. Man, that's I mean, I feel like if that happened, I would immediately have to go to the hospital. Right. Really, though, like, I mean, is that it, common to have blood? Well, in your stool? well, I mean, not blood in your stool. Like, for example, I have a hemorrhoid. OK, right in the it's in the dead center, right above the asshole. And I call it my ass clit. <laughs> my button. My butt yeah, button. My, yeah, like it's right there. And sometimes like if I wipe too much, like if I go to the bathroom a lot in a day. Uh -huh. That will get inflamed and will bleed a little bit. <laughs> okay, but that's not like you're not pooping blood, though. You know what I mean? No, but man, I got to tell you, one of our friends, uh, mutual friends, he uh -huh. showed me a picture of and I was like, dude, I would definitely go to the hospital because he took a picture of the, the paper and I swear to God, it looked like a murder scene. Oh, my goodness. Did, did like, he go? No, he did not. How do you not go to the hospital at that point? Like, if 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 I wipe my butt and it looked like I just wiped a bloody nose, I, I would. <laughs> you gotta call like so. You gotta call somebody. I mean, I would call like a a, a doctor friend, you know, or, or a friend of a friend, and ask them mm -hmm. first. Then probably go out, go on WebMD, freak myself out for a good hour, and then actually go to like some type of a clinic or something like that. Do you use wet wipe? Yeah, on and off. Like sometimes I'll forget to buy them. I mean, I just use normal toilet paper. But I, I mean, do... it feels so good though, man. Like I mean, it, it like there's nothing worse than not feeling clean back there. Very, I know, right? And it's like, and if you mess up like the first time, it's like even if you go clean up the second time, it's just it's not the same. You know, it's like oh shit, already. You know, you got to restart the whole process. But I am interested in. Have you ever used uh what do you call those those bidet, bidet toilets? Yeah, a bidet. Yes, I have, and I got to tell you, it feels good as hell. Like like almost to the point where I was like, man, I might be into having a chick like eat my ass. <laughs> would you? Would, I mean, I think. See, I but also also I'm a very respectful person, and I feel uh -huh. like I feel like that. If somebody does like, that, that's like the lowest that, you could go, right? Yeah, it's like, bitch, eat, eat my ass. And it just feels like you have no. That's not something you do with like the woman you plan on marrying, uh, the woman that the mother of your children. 
Like you don't make her eat your ass. You can't. Like, but, the, but as even as an insult, like you can't. You can't even say anything back. If somebody said, "Yeah, that's why uh, I caught you eating ass," like what can you say back to them that will be worse than that? Oh, there, there is nothing. But yeah. I mean, it is, it is like one of those, like, um, you know, like if you get into an argument, and it was like, well, you ate my ass, bitch. Yeah, I was like, only thing you could say back is, well, you ate mine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> have you, you gotta... ever, have you ever had a chick like fool around with the the booty hole? One time, one time in college. Well, well, give me, was... give me an example. Like, it was a, a finger, a lick, or like, oh, def- definitely a lick. It was it was weird, but it wasn't like terrible. You know what I mean? Like it was like it was it was caught me off guard pretty much. Have you ever stuck your nope. own finger in your butt? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, you, is that a thing? You're, you're a goddamn liar. I every swear to why is that a no every they, no. guy has. No. All right, let's let's take a we need to take a poll. Find me five mutual, you know, well, I wouldn't say mutual, five guys that will admit that they've done that besides yourself. Well, you know what? I mean, you've heard of one of the stunts that I had to do on Bubba's show, right? Like, what did you have to the, do? Stick a, the ex- uh, no, a laxative uh, up there? No, it was when I first started with Bubba, and this is back when we were on Howard Stern's uh, Sirius Network, okay? Uh-huh. And they uh, were sponsored by a uh, sex toy shop. Okay. And it was me and two other guy interns and it was the expandable butt plug challenge oh. to see who could take the most pumps. <laughs> see, this is why this now it starts to make sense with the uh, with the blood in the stool. <laughs> Doing shit like that, that would definitely make I got it. Start I got blood. I got it in there. But like I was like, I, I, I tapped out like right when they started like the first pump. And I was like, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> who won? Uh, this guy named uh, D-Ball, uh, D-Ball. who American gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, with, and there was also another bit that we did called the Circle Jerk Challenge, oh, where, where it was me and three other guys and our ankle completely nude and our ankles were handcuffed to each other, okay? And it was the first guy that could complete one thousand dollars. This can't be true. This can't. No, be it true. is. Does this no, really happen? It really did happen. Sort of God. Oh man, I don't know if I could recover from that. You know what I mean? I'd probably be scarred for life. Guess what? D ball won that one again too, and um, I got a hundred dollar bonus. Do you, do you want? Do you want to? What do you think I got the hundred dollar bonus for? Get in second place? No, because Deep Ball was actually to the right of me, and some of his uh, stuff got on my right knee. Oh my god! I would have fucking. I wouldn't even been in that situation, but if in some alternate reality, I would have cleaned his clock. I would have hit him so fucking hard. I you'd have thought I killed him. Has anybody seen Deep Ball since? No, nobody has. No. No, we 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 think he's in jail right now. So, oh yeah, um, oh, he fit it just nice. Yeah, but but I mean, I mean, it really. I mean, if you were gonna get jizz anywhere on you, I mean, the knee is not that bad of a place if you think about it. Yeah, I know, but still, it's just. I mean, I would if you would have to actually step in it. That's like I would actually step in it. 
be furious and then like go like you know wash my feet immediately man wow man you were you came into the uh back end of like <laughs> like baba never made you do any like off the wall shit like yeah, that I would, I would do it i was like hey bubba hell no even for a thousand dollars hell no i no. you'd have no there was no it would, it would be no amount of money you could pay me to do a circle jerk first of all or put a a, a a butt plug in or you know whatever those things are called it just oh, it wouldn't happen it wouldn't happen i couldn't i couldn't even get it uh erect at the time because you are looking at three other men at the same time. Like it's hard. Like when you look into another man's eyes and you're having to masturbate. I, I think D was D balls. I think he, he might fly the other way because he's winning these competitions. Sounds like with ease, you know, with the, with the buff lug, the circle jerk, he's, he's getting it on people's knees. Like what? <laughs> what's, what's up with this kid? And I also had the uh, tip of my dick uh, tasered. I feel like that wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. Maybe. You don't get a lot of feeling there anyway. So it, it's, you know. well, 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 it didn't feel great. It's not like, oh, man, that was amazing. Yeah, but I feel like there's worse areas of the body that, you know, that'd be more painful if you got taste. Have you ever been shot by the flying fish hook ones? You know, the ones that the cops have? I no. know that. No, no, no. Yeah, I've. Yeah, that one, that hurts like a motherfucker. What? So, like, do you just, are you, like, just immediately go stiff like how, how, what happens well they had me like standing in front of a couch and then somebody the, to lay me down okay you know because you lock up immediately and a lot of people don't realize this is that those tasers have a 10 second cycle on so you got to ride it out for 10 okay. seconds and yeah 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 there you can't do anything it, it locks you the fuck up hmm yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if uh, hopefully I never get tased or even you know shot with the uh, with the fish hook ones, but I've seen videos of people getting tased and kind of just like walk it off. Yeah. Uh, one of the other stories I wanted to talk to you about is that the U.S. government is debating on in, in Senate about banning porn on mobile devices like phones and tablets. Why? I do. I mean, it doesn't really make any sense, in my opinion. But like, have you ever like watched porn on your phone or tablet? Like, say my, you're in the bathroom on my phone. Yes. But it's a terrible idea to do because what happens, your phone is not as, I guess, security proof as maybe your laptop or your 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 desktop with, you know, those anti uh, antivirus softwares and all that crap. But if you mm -hmm. go on your on your phone and do it like you'll just get like bombarded with so much like you know ads porn related ads and like requests on facebook it's like it it hacks your phone almost i mean yeah if, man if all you have is a phone then you know you gotta work with what you got but i wouldn't do it what's the weirdest place that you've ever like rubbed one off Ooh, probably like the bathroom right well no no yeah definitely the bathroom I mean, your I'm always bathroom? like your bathroom or somebody else's bathroom. Uh, probably my bathroom. I'm never like, you oh, know, that's, that's I'm never like that bad. I'm never that horny to where I was like, oh, God, you know, let me run to the porter potty real quick and <laughs> beat off. You know, it's never, I'm never that no, type I, of situation. What about dude, you? 
I remember the first time. Like, do you remember the first time, like, you actually did, like, go to completion? Maybe we've talked about this before, but, like, the first time, like, when you're a kid, you're discovering right. your body and all that stuff. And right. then the first time that you, you know, you, you play around with it enough and then something comes out like that, that kind of freaked me out. I was like, fuck, I think I broke this thing. Yeah. I, I, well, it didn't freak me out because, you know, like when you're at 12, 11, 13 or however old you are, you know, when you hit puberty, like your friends have already talked about. It. So you kind of have an idea of what to expect. And given like, especially like my age group, like, you know, it's it's not as like a, a covenant, I guess, as it would be. You know, if you were a teen in the 80s where you didn't have access to everything we have, you know, um, back when I was 13. Dude, if I would have had Google back in the day or oh my the God. Internet, man, I would have it would have been less confusing because most of the information you got from your boys and stuff uh -huh. was wrong. Yeah, about 100 <laughs> percent. About 100 percent was wrong. Do you think you would even be alive if Google was around like near the time where you would have been conceived? Do you think your parents would have met each other if? Google was around in their era? No, I mean, probably not. I mean, it, it, it's weird. I mean, wouldn't you say that the Internet is the greatest invention of our time? Uh, yeah, easily. Just the fact that you can, well, the Internet plus Facebook, just the communication aspect, you know, is you can talk and you can search, you can find any, you can find anything you want to know in the entire world on the Internet. Yeah, I, I, I hate when people say, oh, I, I don't I don't know how to do that or I don't know that info. I was like, man, yeah, everything is there for you. Yeah, what are you, a caveman? You literally just have to type what you just asked me, <laughs> you know, but it's just but I, I do like, you know, if you if you're in situations, you're having conversations and people are trying to figure out some like. I sometimes I hate going to my phone, even though it's, I can find the answer immediately, because it's like you're not really like challenging yourself to kind of do some critical thinking you know it's i mean i know it's easy mm. to just go on google but like you don't want to get st stupider or more stupid um <laughs> stupider right stupider. you don't want to get stupider <laughs> um you see what i'm saying um but you know just make sure you're still like thinking with your brain and not just kind of re reverting autom automatically to the internet so you've been dating your chick for quite a while right how, right. how long uh, a little, uh, about three years. About three years. Mm -hmm. Does now, does she have access to your phone? Like, do you, do you leave your phone just sitting around? Like, does she know the passcode? Yeah. Yeah. She knows, she knows the passcode. And like, she doesn't like go on my phone, like just all the time. But you know, if I, if I need her to look something up and my phone's around, yeah, that's no problem. But uh, you're, you like how long did that take like did she have to ask you or did you like give her her your passcode on your own i gave her my passcode on my own but it wasn't like like a congratulations you made it to the next stage here's the is that kind of like know, giving somebody a key, is that yeah. kind of like giving somebody a key to your apartment like i don't know i feel like i mean how would you gauge that a key to an apartment versus a password on a phone What's more like, hmm, oh, man, that's tough. Are, are they on the same level? Or I mean, is one more important than the other? I mean, does your chick have a key to your apartment? No, but that's because I don't have like a spare key. Oh, that's what you say. And you know, you know, like deep down, like I've never met 
your your woman, but and I shouldn't say your woman, your like, woman. Like you own was like her or something. Utter, get yeah. your woman. <laughs> but but what I'm saying though is like I think that she's probably thinking in her head is like why the fuck hasn't Sirak given me a key to the apartment yet? No, no, I don't think so. I, oh, because you're full like, of shit, man. I, you're full of shit. Because well, one, I would. It's just the fact that like I would have to get a new fob. You know what I mean? It's like one of those places to where like you gotta have a fob and a key and all this type of uh, level of security access to where you know every tenant has their own and you can't really make copies of stuff. But but I mean that is like the natural disprogression of right. a relationship though not having a key to somebody that you've been dating for three years and I have you a key still to her don't place. have a oh man that's fucked up dude but, but she lives in she own but you know she owns the unit that she lives in it's different and i have a roommate that's different you know case be busting in and my roommate's on the couch butt naked or something like that he's that's I have you talked about moving in with each other yet? Has that has that been discussed? Yeah, we once my lease is up, well, we'll we're moving in together, mm. and that's in July, so that's right around the corner. Are are you worried that you know, like, no, a lot of people, uh, no, 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 but hear me out though. Like, I think it's good that in relationships, marriages, that you need that little time apart. Right. I think. It, right. I mean, I, what do you what what's your opinion on that? I agree 100 percent. So like, you know, people always ask, like, oh, do you guys been together? Do you guys live together? Oh, why not? Well, because we, you know, we have our own like goals and and, and visions and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I'm not just going to just all suddenly up and leave and, you know, cut my lease or anything like that. You know, it's just like sometimes, like you say, you need your own space. And this when I'm here, I'm kind of in my own space. And kind of do what I want. And what I mean, do what I want. I don't mean like, you know, do anything shady or anything like that. But yeah, man, I, you know, sometimes you want to sleep in your own bed by yourself. And, you know, when you get to that point to where you guys are getting married, you know, you'll, you will handle that when we get there. But, you know, fuck all those people who say, oh, you guys should live together right now. Okay. And it's usually advice from people who are single. So I don't even listen to it at all anyway. But like, you know, like you're on a time clock though, right? Says who? I mean, what time clock? You're okay. All right. So you're who moving set the in clock? Who set the clock? Women set the clock. No, I don't think. I don't think she's has me on any type of timer. I mean, I'm sure there's influence and pressure from friends and Listen. family, but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's we're the ones that have to live with it. I know, but Beyonce, you know, should have put a ring on it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm being serious. Like, I mean, you know, there is a time schedule on that as well, too. I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's I'm sorry. I'm not trying to pitch you in a bad spot or anything. I, I, I'm just, you know, like you got to realize that. Let me women ask you this. Do think if about there's that. if there's a time schedule, then how come like the divorce rate is 50 percent? How come no one, you know, there's no schedule on that? Well, because, you know, well, if I if I'm just being honest, like because the women give ultimatum, they're basically like, you know, well, God, you know, the rock, we've been together for eight years, man. I don't, I don't see no ring on this hand. I'm like, I don't see one either. <laughs> like that's I mean, eight years, obviously, that's probably a little excessive. But I mean, when you're ready, you're ready, you know, and I never want to make a decision based on 
other people's opinions. You know, especially like you said, especially if it's something I have to live or, you know, I have to get, I have to set up, you know, it's, 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 it's my life is your life. You gotta, you gotta play it like you want to play it. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get a review from Ciroc on a movie that I asked him to watch. And we'll hear about that coming up after the break. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No mega bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. No, baby. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. On the line with me right now is the co-hostess with the most hisses, I guess. Com- comatose. The the comatose, my comatose, <laughs> the rock. And I talked to him last week. He had talked about the movie Blazing Saddles. And then this movie I thought would have been more up his alley that was more a serious take. And it was the movie Higher Learning. Now before we uh, get into it, I think, in my opinion, this movie was a little bit ahead of its time, especially with everything that we went through in 2020. I would love to hear. So now, did you watch the whole entire movie or did you just watch highlights? I, wa- I watched the whole thing. I actually rented it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I rented it on uh, Amazon. All right. So what were your thoughts? I thought it was pretty good. Um... A little bit over the top in certain situations, but you know, it's it, 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 it. How do I say this? Basically, it was a good example of you know what could really happen or what really does happen. And you know, I remember when I was back in school, uh, well, first time around ten years ago, it was similar situation. You know, it's everybody kind of hangs out with their with their own clique and their own crowd, and you know, you any intermingling is. It's not frowned upon back then, probably, but, you know, it's it's sometimes there's always that tension. Um, but the odds that there's going to be like a, you know, a skinhead and, you know, black activists and then like, you know, LGBTQ all like, you know, so extreme and, and one little small uh, dorm- dormitory is. Yeah, they covered odd. everything, right? Like, yeah. And it was just it covered everything. 
And then like, you know, the whole like security, I don't know if they were security guards or, or, uh, or real uh, police officers, but you know, there was a scene when they were, when the two, I guess, main characters finally got into a fight at the end there after the shooting and the cops obviously grabbed the, the black dude while the other guys like bloodied and looks suspicious as hell. It just let him like, just kind of walk off. <laughs> you know, it's like, that was maybe a little bit exaggerated. I don't think in a real life scenario that, mm-hmm. uh, th- that would be so easy to get, get away from. Um, and not only what did you think of Lawrence Fishburne? I thought Lawrence Fishburne, like, uh, did you ever have a professor like that? No. Well, I, I did. I liked his, uh, his accent that he had with the whole, you know, when, um, who were, like the typical old professor. But, you know, I personally never had a professor like, you know, who was more involved in, in real issues or, uh, or, or just involved in students like, you know, daily life. But I, I like how he was portrayed and, you know, and he was teaching more outside of the classroom than in it um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it, it, it was a good it was a good movie. what do you think about tyra what about tyra banks in it oh my god terrible actor by the way yeah the bad, end, bad but terrible be- oh my actor. god beautiful oh, but Christ. terrible terrible actor and um you know it, it's funny you say that because it's always like you always kind of need like whether that's his girlfriend or you know hookup or or or, or your wife in a real life scenario you kind of need that support to keep you keep your head on straight and I think her role, I think she played a role, you know, her, her well, but as far as like acting ability, it could be a little bit better. And then at the end when she got shot, like it looked like it was ketchup coming out of her mouth there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so extreme the way she was dying. I was like, damn, is that how it really happens? And, you know, for being a track star, you thought like, man, she might be able to get the fuck out of there pretty quicker. Like she wouldn't have gotten shot. Like, I yeah, mean, and then, had like, her scholarship pulled uh, for, you know, getting gunned down. And then like when um when the guy, uh. What's his name? Michael his name? Michael Rappaport that played the uh, Remy, the uh, right. the skinhead that did right. the shooting. When um when he remember in the in, when he pulled out the gun the first time on his roommate and and the other guy and then mm-hmm. ran off like and then like the day later he was back at school like how does how did that happen? Yeah, I mean now now you're kind of like throwing some holes into the movie. Nah, now. I know, I'm now. <laughs> dissected too much. No, but I I mean. I don't know, but I mean, you can understand back in the day uh, when when I told you me being mm-hmm. the only white guy in the theater watching that movie at the mm-hmm. time, like I was like, all right, as soon as the credits hit, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like it wouldn't even like it was a good movie, but I don't think it would have like made me like upset or anything like that, you know, just because like, you know, I was a, a, a college student. I it was funny. I was I went to school on a track scholarship as well. You know, it was. Literally, I was I felt like I was kind of watching myself a little bit, how the stuff was kind of like lining up. But, you know, I had a my roommate was was a white guy my freshman year. Um, and ironically, he was they put me in like the sophomore like dormitory or the floor. So, mm-hmm. you know, he had a year on me, but he was kind of like kind of weird. Same type of deal to where like, you know, the music. Hey, man, I got to study or, you know, oh, I'm like we come home come drunk as hell at you know one o'clock in the morning he'd be sleeping but obviously we didn't we didn't get not necessarily we didn't get along but we had you know different interests and stuff like that so it was kind of funny how his roommate was kind of the same or that's how how they treated him so i I could relate to a lot of stuff in the movie what would you uh i gotta tell you busta rhyme should have gotten an oscar nomination (laughs) for his uh role in the movie yeah he was he's a little bit uh over the top you know but that's how he is what about Cube, though? What I mean, what do you think about Ice Cube? 
I like I liked his role. I mean, he was like, you know, the obviously the head guy of, you know, that he was there for six years or something like that. But he's like it, it seemed like he made that movie. At the same, I mean, I don't know the year it came out off the top of my head, but like, like around Boys in the Hood, almost. Yeah, or got, like, got, was NWA still around then? Lawrence, I think so. But Lawrence Fishburne, you got to remember, also played the father, mm-hmm. and Boys in the Hood as well too. Like, why is Lawrence Fishburne like, like the dad? Of, I think that, so. The the one that's supposed to educate the African American community about, you know, remember yeah. that. Uh, that scene in Boys, uh, Boys in the Hood, where you know he took him to that spot, and he was like, you know, the white man, you know, they they they're always putting us in this spot. Why do you think they put up liquor stores yeah. on every corner in our area? You know, yeah, he's like he's like the the poster the poster child for it, and which kind of sucks though, right? Because you don't want to like just always think of Lawrence Fishburne like that. I mean, he just sees it as another, you know, I'm sure an acting role, but. You know, there there are people in the community who are like that, you know, or people in your life who who play that type of role, you know, for everyone or for the group. So, I, I mean, I, I like Lawrence Fishburne, you know, in all, in all his movies, shit, especially the what the, about the Matrix? Matrix? Oh, hell yeah. I was gonna say, especially the Matrix. I, was, I wish they came out with a new one, actually. Uh, no, but, uh, dude, they, you know that they are right. Like they're all they're almost done filming the next. Matrix. Yeah, but what would like, I thought it was a trilogy. Yeah, I know, but I mean, they're bringing. Look, come on, man! I know that it's a trilogy, but like, the I mean, the original cast is coming back. I'm trying to figure yeah, but out. They're all how, old as hell now. Yeah, but you also got to remember that Neo died at the end of the 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 third movie. Remember, he, he didn't die. Uh, am I remembering the same movie? He like was absorbed. He into he, the Matrix. He maybe he is the Matrix now. Yeah, he didn't die. I think he just kind of, I don't know, turned Super Saiyan. I don't know know what to call it. I mean, that was a pretty dope movie when it came out, though. Like, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, like some of the special effects and stuff that they did in that movie when it first came out. I was like, that was it came out in what year? 2000 ish? 2001? You know, it's funny, like that whole concept of living in the Matrix. Like, do you believe in that? Do you think that actually can happen? Have you ever seen like some of the videos out there where like like glitches that have been caught on camera? What? Like, Hell no. <laughs> where did yes. you see that? Yeah, I'll send you a video of it. But like um, there was this NBA game, OK, uh-huh. where where like a guy missed a shot. All right. And the guy picked up the rebound and all five players in unison were running the same like direction at the same time like it was like they were in sync like a, like, like a video game yeah exactly like that and everybody was like oh man that's a glitch and there's been other ones where people have caught like videos of like just like birds like just floating not not like hummingbirds or shit like that but uh-huh. you know just stuck in the air so I, I don't know. I mean, we could be in a matrix right now. We wouldn't even know it. Yeah. I was going to say, you could be living in, they call it living in a, what, a simulation? Like, I was yeah, watching a simulation. This, I was watching this video and, and they were going over like just theories and stuff like that. He was saying, like, how do you know, like, like what's behind you is like actually behind you? How do you know, like, things are just rendered as you see them? You know, it's just, I mean, it's something to think about. Or like maybe if you die, you are really, awo- you know, woken. And you're in a whole nother type of reality. 
Like, okay. Well, I was reading this thing though. Like, do you feel like you have a connect? Cause everybody thinks about their future, right? Right. Everybody thinks about their past. All right? right. So like when you think about your future self, but then your future self thinking about your past, are you connected? Like, do you believe in like alternate universes or do you think time travel is even possible? Ah, man, that's a, that's a tough question. I, I would say I think time travel is possible, but I don't think we obviously I, I don't think we'd be able capable of doing that for thousands and thousands of years. And I also think you can only I read somewhere like if it was possible, you'd only technically be able to travel into the future. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, there's always these theories of like alternate realities and different timelines and, you know, these paradoxes and stuff like that. So basically you, there's like another world almost identical to ours, but like a multiverse. Yeah. Like a multiverse and things are just a little bit different or backwards or, you know, it's, it's, it was a movie I watched. Oh, God damn. I forgot what it was called, but it was, you know, it's based on the whole, like, there's another dimension. And the guy it was two of him doing different things. And it was. Oh, it, was it that kind of Jet Li? Was that the Jet Li movie where, no. like, he I remember there was a Jet Li one where, like, he would go to hit the different multiverses. And every time he killed a version of himself, uh-huh. he became more powerful. Ooh, could you do that? Like, would, would that like save you if that was like, you know, possible? Right. And you could like alternate between different realities. Like, and you would still be you, but you can, you can run into like you as well. If that makes sense, would you kill the other you? <laughs> well, you want to, you want to know who, who did it like perfectly? Like, hmm. did you watch the, uh, the last Avengers movie? Yeah. Uh, when they, when, when, yeah, when they, when they, when they time travel. You know, because everybody thought, like, if you change the past, it, it, it changes the future. But their take on it was it just splits into a different alternate timeline. It doesn't it doesn't affect your future or your present. Day. Right. Like if you went to the past and changed something, it would not it would not affect your your reality. It would just split off into a different timeline. But where would you go? You know? Like, say, if you hopped in the time machine and you went into the past, are you still, like, you're no longer there present where you went into the time machine and went back into the past, right? Mm-hmm. So you, no, go I back, mean, you go back in the past and meet your younger self, or would it just you not exist at all until you well, go back into the past? Well, I mean, I mean, look at Back to the Future. Please tell me. I pray yes, God yes, yes, yes. Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. I've seen it. Not all, not in detail, not all of them in detail, but I've seen it. But I mean, like that, that was the whole thing about, you know, it messing up your future when you fuck with the past. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I feel like that makes sense. But then again, time travel doesn't make sense. So you, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But if you had an option, if you got one chance, you could either go into the future or go into the past. Doesn't matter how far in the future or how far back into the past. Definitely past. Definitely, Definitely past. past. Yeah, but like you couldn't go back into the past and like change like things would be different, right? You couldn't go back, you know, three days before the lottery comes out, and you know, the numbers and you could play. No, the numbers would automatically be different. Yeah, but but OK, but like, all right. So 
if you could go back knowing what you know now and you know go back to 18 okay like think of how so far ahead of the game you would be hmm very true but i feel like that'd be too easy i feel like there has to be a catch to where like you could go back and you'd be 18 again and you know what you you know you'd still keep the same knowledge and information but the world would be different right like say for instance mm-hmm. if you went back to 18 uh instead of the internet there's something well don't say the mid 1800s for you because that would not be good <laughs> but it, it could be different you never know it could, it could be opposite it could be opposite maybe i could be the oppressor you know and <laughs> like like planet of the apes right like maybe it could be different i don't know <laughs> But but, you know, there are some movies, one uh, one in, in in general. Did you ever see the first Terminator movie? Yes. OK, so you know what a paradox is, right? A paradox is, you know, just something that couldn't possibly happen. OK, so if you remember in the first Terminator movie, OK, OK, the guy, Kyle Reese, that they send back. The the you uh, you are right. I do know movies too much because I even know the character's name. Yeah, it is uh, last name. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Reese. They send back to protect Sarah Connor from the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, right. Now he ends up having sex with you know uh, Sarah Connor. All right, she gives birth. To John Connor, who was the kid in the second movie. Okay, right. now hear me out. John Connor is the one that sent Kyle Reese back in time to protect his mom. How is that possible? You do you see what I'm saying? How can you send your own father back that impregnates your mom? You 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 don't you don't you don't get the paradox there? Like yeah, because I, he. It wouldn't be just be that'd be so weird because wouldn't it be two of them. Well, no, I mean, all right. John Connor, the guy that sends Kyle Reese back would never be born if John Connor never sent Kyle Reese back to the future. So it's like it's like a a time. It's like a loop, like a infinite loop of that wouldn't even make sense. It wouldn't even. Well, that's that's the definition of a paradox. Hmm. So it would have to be like. There would have to be like alternate timelines. That's the only way that that could work, right? It would have yeah, to be. It, it, it has to be able to be two of them at the same time. Exactly. Now, also back, you know, back, back to the future movies. Um, you remember in the second one where he gets struck by lightning and gets sent back to the Western time. Uh huh. Okay, so he leaves a car. For Marty to find like a hundred years later to be able to get back to the original present time. But no, he goes back to the Western time to get Doc Brown. Now, remember, remember, he springs a leak in the gasoline that was in the car. Okay, but Mm -hmm. nobody brings up the fact there should still be two DeLoreans in that time. Huh? Yeah, I guess you get what I'm saying. You you get what I'm. Yeah, because like. And another thing that doesn't make sense is when you go back, because he goes back to like certain places, right? So like when he went mm-hmm. back in like the same spot, there was nothing there, you know, because it was just it was unoccupied, excuse me, unoccupied land. But I feel like in the Earth is moving, right? So when you just be floating in space, 
Yeah, I get. I guess so. Yeah, you wouldn't even be if you went back to that same exact pinpoint location. You know, 50, 60 years ago, you would be where the you wouldn't be where the uh, uh, you'd be where the Earth was fifty, sixty years ago, but you wouldn't even be on a planet. Yeah, so I guess exactly. it only applies to like the, the rules. I guess only applies to like actually being on Earth, but not necessarily see, out of space. See, that's that's what I'm saying. I I don't think we're ever going to be able to do time travel. Plus, us as humans, we'll we'll just fuck it up. We'll and use think- it for evil. I, I think we won't really have time travel because I feel like the whole point of like living and learning is to, excuse me, living is to learn from and prepare from previous like mistakes, right? But we don't teach history though in schools anymore. I mean, we do, but it's not as important as like, because all we do is test kids now, English right. and math. And history is something that's very important in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, it definitely is. I just think, you know, it's what type of history you learn. Who's writing the books? You know, it's, it's, I remember taking history class and then, you know, down the road, you learn that, you know, maybe this is, was, was a little bit uh, untrue or, you know, this was distorted or this didn't really happen or this did happen that wasn't recorded. It's a lot, like, it's hard to teach history when not everything is technically recorded. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we 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 we've talked. I I think we've talked about this. You you have ancient history. Ancient history Mm -hmm. is everything before humans learned how to write things down, learned language. You you see what I'm saying? And then that everything after that is recorded history. So everything from ancient history is like the telephone game. You know, like whenever you you know, and the kid like. The first person would give a phrase and then it would change right by the time it got to the the last person right now I mean, like, every go, go ahead no i mean and, and even then like how do you even know that's like accurate you know you just got to just kind of take people's word for it back then like well, you think of like stuff that people are accredited for you know mm-hmm. i mean obviously the big science names are, are are probably true because you know a lot of their their work is, you know, formula related, which, which checks out. Right. But, you know, history wise, I could say, you know, John Smith from 1600 is, you know, owns this or responsible for this. You know, it's, you just kind of got to go with it. You don't know if you stole that from someone killed somebody. you know, it's just, he just takes credit for it. But, but also think about this now, all the data, all the history is being recorded online. It's on like a hard drive, stuff like that. Who says that we have power in the future to be able to even access that stuff? You know, that's true. I mean, think about it now, like the what, like the Internet, like what do they say? Like the uh, what you actually see on there and, and Google and all that crap is only like, you know, the the five, 10 percent of the entirety versus like the dark web, which is the majority of the Internet. And yeah, have, have you ever done the dark web? No, I don't even want to. No, mess I'm, around I'm with scared. That stuff. Yeah, like I don't yeah. want to fuck with it either. Get hacked or something, and then they, you know, they, oh, I mean, obviously the FBI probably wouldn't be looking for us, but once you go down that road, you know, you don't want to be, you know, having private. B- I mean, it's good to have a VPN, but private VPNs and you know, buying drugs and hiring hitmen and all types of crap you can do. 
Yeah. See now. All right. So we're going to wrap this up and I'm going to bring it back to full circle about masturbation. Okay. <laughs> so, um, full circle jerk. Like, yeah. Full circle jerk. Uh, do you cover up your webcam? Like when you're watching porn and you're masturbating? No, because you're, you're not like... worried that somebody like somebody's got a video of you with your big hog or something. And, and you're just like jacking it. I like, it, you're getting I feel like it's it. too, it's, I feel like it's too many people doing, doing <laughs> that to where like, you know, you would be like, it would be an infinite amount of webcams you would have to like go through. <laughs> like, yeah, I, shit. <laughs> I know, but like, that's how paranoid I get. Like, I did, did I ever tell you the story? Like, um, you know, I was a pitcher in high school and then played some college ball. Uh, and my dad got his buddy's uh, VHS recorder back in the day. In the 90s, it was one of the ones you actually had to hold on your shoulder and stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I filmed myself jacking off and watched myself. I jacked off to watching myself jack off. Will you give me something it's, like critique or something? Yeah, I I don't know. Is that is that weird that I jacked I mean, off to watch myself jack I off? I say this: it's weird if you're not like auditioning to be a porn star. You know, <laughs> like if you're uh -huh. auditioning to be a porn star, like you got to sit at like your mixtape, I guess. And um, yeah, I mean, one, I give you credit though because that's probably really fucking hard to do while holding a you know a microwave sized video camera. No, I I I shoulder. I, I uh, propped it up on like a bunch of books I stacked up, so. Okay, so you got experience. You were prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were but prepared. I'm, but, I mean, getting that angle, because you're only looking down at yourself most of the time, and to be able to see yourself from, like, a different perspective, I was like, okay, cool, yeah. And, and you're not, also, not like, as bad. you're also in standard definition, too. So it's a little pixely, a little, little grainy mm -hmm. a little bit, but, um, nah, I mean, that's not weird. But I took that VHS tape, I burned it, and I buried it, Four feet into the ground Whoa. so nobody could ever see I feel it. like the barrier was a little excessive burning probably got the job done <laughs> yeah i know but i just wanted to make sure but sirak tell people how they can check out your podcast of course podcast is the weekly review uh we post on apple excuse me apple podcast and spotify just type in you can type in the weekly review i personally tell people to type in my name it's sirak it's s-e-r-a-k yes like the liquor, not spelled yes, the same. Yes. <laughs> not spelled the same. As well as YouTube, Facebook, the weekly review. You see my big ugly mug right on the front. Check it out. Like, subscribe, or not if you don't like it. So yeah. All right, all right, so I appreciate it. And I always have a great time recording with you as always, my friend. No problem, buddy. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. 
Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, do us a favor. When you're done here, check out The Little Cheese Show. That's The Little Cheese Show. Available everywhere podcasts are found. And subscribe to their Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash littlecheese437. And now, back to the show. Back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, You know, I'm not going to say that. I've been looking forward to this interview because I've known this guy for quite some time. He has helped me out a lot, and I've known him for a while. My good friend, Mr. Scott York. How are you, Mr. Scott York? Hey, Tuttle, how you doing today, man? It is great to be on the air with you. Well, cool, man. So, like, I, uh, what do you, what do you, how was, how has your week been so far? And how busy have you been? Because I got to see you for the first time in quite some time. And I got to tell you, you're, you're looking really good, my friend. Dude, I feel awesome. I am down currently since July 7th. I'm currently down 89 pounds. I think better. I feel better. I sleep better. I don't have the pain that I used to have. I have drastically changed my life since this pandemic began back in March, but really, really since July 7th. Yeah. Now, what was the, um, you know, a lot of people talk about that something happens for them to want to make a change in their life. Now, I'm not I and if I'm getting too personal or anything, but like what what was that one thing that was like, all right, I need to blow a time out and I need to make some changes. Oh, absolutely. I, I tell you exactly what it was. It was I vowed going into this pandemic that I was going to come out of it better than I went in. I started mm-hmm. out by learning how to bake bread. I had never baked bread in my life, brother. I started oh, bread. What kind I, of bread? What kind of bread were you doing? Like, were, were you doing like sourdough? Like, what, did, what type of stuff? I did everything except sourdough. I did Cuban bread. I did uh, pan sobao, which is a Puerto Rican sweet bread. I did just, you know, general um, kind of Irish soda bread, but I never got to the uh, sourdough. I started baking pretzels. I found I mean, I went through probably 25 different recipes for brownies. I came up with the ultimate perfect brownie recipe that people love it, whether it's infused or not. We'll get to that part later. And but then I realized around late June, early July, I was like, whoa, I've gained 10 or 15 pounds. I don't know, because I never bothered getting on the scale. Just eating the bread, eating that bread and eating those pretzels and those brownies and all of that. Well, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? This isn't making making me better. It's making me bigger. So, were you drinking at the time too? Um, like at, at the very beginning of the pandemic, yes. But shortly after that, I quit drinking. I quit drinking probably late March, early April. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of gave up alcohol completely. Other than I had a couple beers on on my birthday, but other than that, I've you know stayed away from the alcohol. I've um, just kind of adopted a healthier lifestyle. So I started uh, on a CBD regimen along with a very strict, very modified uh, version of a paleo diet. It was written by a buddy of mine that's a MMA fighter, our former MMA fighter, retired from the UFC. Who knows better how to put on weight or to cut weight than an MMA fighter? So now, I, was, I, it, I, was it, 
Was it was it uh the the silverback? Yes, uh, absolutely. Seth, yeah, Seth, Seth Petrozelli, yeah. Yeah, that dude knocked out Kimbo Slice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Knocked him slap out and knocked his mom out too, I think, as hard as he hit him. But yeah, he, he wrote a diet, okay. And I followed the diet religiously. I added in my CBD regimen to it, and that's what's gotten me down that far. Uh, Let me ask you, how how does CBD help somebody when it comes to dieting? Well, the concept behind CBD, our bodies naturally produce CBD on their own. You can supplement Mm -hmm. it or get it to increase its own uh, by consuming flaxseed oil and hemp seed oil. Okay, or you can take a supplement, an oil, okay, or a gummy or some other sort. I decided to learn how to do my own infusions and make my own CBD oil. I infused it into MCT oil, which is a natural appetite suppressant. That got my body down to the point where it was functioning well on its own. Then on top of that, add in a very strict diet and my drive, dedication, and determination. And here I sit today. Now, Scott, tell people about your journey. I know that you had a touring company for a little while. And I'm sure that that got hurt during the pandemic. Oh, and man. then you and then you decided to go work for one of the dispensaries to learn about the business, correct? When it when when it comes to that or. Yeah. So for a little while, you mean by 32 years? Yeah, that's a little while I've been I've owned a, a tour company, Sea America Tours. We do educational field trips to St. Augustine. And I've been doing that as a foolproof business for the last 32 years. People are going to have like, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you. Now, is it um, true or uh, true or false that St. Augustine is the oldest city in the United States of America? Yes. With a qualification there, it is the oldest continually occupied city of European descent in the continental United States. So yes, if we go with all of that, then absolutely yes. Um, And it is, and it has a lot of history there. So for the last 32 years, I've had this foolproof business. People are gonna have babies, they're gonna go to school, they're gonna go on field trips until COVID. Uh, We always went there, dude, in elementary school, all the way through middle school, we always went to St. Augustine to visit the Spanish Fort. Like everybody went to go see the Spanish fort. Dude, I'm going to send you some pictures of me doing tours of that fort just last week. I was up there filming uh, online virtual content for me to give to my clients so that those students that haven't been able to experience their field trips since last March, all the way up through right now, the ones that are missing it this school year as well. Uh, That's a great idea. Have that experience for free. Okay. And then it can be shared not only with teachers, but with people around the country. And that's content that I spent a lot of money producing and filming uh, just to distribute for free. Okay. Because I feel like I need to help bring the city of St. Augustine back as well. It's not just my business that suffered up there. It's every single business, every single gift shop, um, every single attraction, the hotels, everything. So how how much does St. Augustine rely on tourism though? Like, You know, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty big, though, right? I mean, they got a college campus there in St. Augustine. 
Yes, you know, but that's a very small campus, not not a ton of students. It's not like being at UCF with 50 or 60,000 students or anything like that. So very small four-year liberal arts college at Flagler College. What 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 got you interested in St. Augustine, though? Well, my fourth grade field trip to St. Augustine, I had a wonderful fourth grade teacher, Miss Ibby Moultrie at Bali Ray Elementary. And she inspired me to study history. When I got into high school, I was really, really into history. I organized my class trips to D.C. and to New York. Wow. And I did all the work and I realized how much money uh, the teachers made on that trip. You know, uh, what was left at the end, not that they took the money, but what was left over at the end and what they were able to do with it. And I built a business right out of high school from that. Let me let me let me ask you this. And and I know we're 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 kind of getting off track here, but I don't I don't think that we teach history enough in school, in my opinion. You know, people want to talk about, you know, uh, medical advances, you know, making people live longer lives. But I also think history has something to do about that because history is important. It teaches us about the mistake that the previous generations have made before us. Am I, am I am I right or wrong by saying that? No, you're 100 percent right. And if we don't learn from our past, we are destined to repeat it, whether it's good or bad. If we don't learn from it, we are destined to repeat it. See, there, I, 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 I go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the videos that I just filmed up there for for the educational virtual field trip, not one bit of it mentions my company whatsoever. It's all about diversity and inclusion and, and the different cultures that helped to build the city of St. Augustine. and and how important they were in, in the foundation of that city. So it's not a promotional tool for my business. It's a promotional tool for the city of St. Augustine that I just spent the money on. So, and I'm very, very proud of the way that it's going to come out. Hopefully in the next week or so, I'll be able to release it. Now, Scott, let me, let me, let's, let's get into talking about your business now, uh, Florida Cannabis Coach. Tell people a little bit about this. So when I got started on my journey, and my journey is pretty young in the in the cannabis world, um, I've only been a cannabis user for about five years now. And mm -hmm. did you used to be one of those people that looked down on on cannabis use? Well, I, I didn't look down on people, but I was raised in that generation, the just say no generation. All right, so. I'm 50 years old. So I grew up uh, in my family, you know, during the just say no, the war on drugs, all that sort of thing. And in my family, we or my family did anyway, and, and myself as well, because that's the way I was influenced. We blame my brother's suicide on cannabis. And it turns out it was not the cannabis that caused the suicide. It was the mental illness that he was trying to treat. OK, and me finally coming to realize that, you know, seven, eight, ten years ago, kind and of let not, me down my journey a little bit. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to get too personal, but you know that I have dealt with mental illness. Um, was was he on any like psychotropic drugs, like mood stabilizing stuff at the time or no? He was taking a few. Um but not the right ones and not the right. Uh, See, that's that's what happened to me. That's I I think our pharmaceutical companies over prescribe 
these medications and without any repercussion, in my opinion, I could be off basis. Uh, and, and, and I think that is a lot of the problems we're having because we do not take mental illness serious, serious enough in this, in, in our country. Absolutely not. We don't take it serious enough and we don't put the funding behind it that we need to. And that's, that's a shame. This country has the money to do it and we need to start doing it. Now, Scott, let me, let me, let me get into, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get political and stuff. Okay. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, the, the two major drugs, and that's exactly what they are, alcohol and tobacco is completely 100% legal. And I've talked about this. It's because of the lobbyists, big tobacco, big alcohol, big pharma, big pharma. Big pharma is huge. And they're trying to get in the cannabis industry. But, you know, I don't think it should be. But they don't but they don't want cannabis out there because it's going to cut into their profit. I think that's what they're afraid of. Here's the deal. They don't want it out there unless they've got their hands in the pot. Literally. Mm -hmm. Okay. there are there are big pun intended, pun intended, by the way, Pun was fully intended. Okay, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So there are a lot of different things that it can help. There are many, many more that we're learning about on a daily and weekly and monthly basis. We're just finding all kinds of different properties about it. Uh, I use mostly CBD. I use small amounts of THC for my sleep and my body pain. But I've got my care dialed so well in, I can literally make, I teach people how to do infusions and, and things like that that can fully benefit their health and they can dial their care in to the point where I can fall asleep within a 15 minute time period of when I expect to fall asleep and wake up fully refreshed, no hangover, no sort of grogginess that you would get from, from other, you know, like a Xanax or PM medicine and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not just for body pain and sleep. It's for ADHD. It's for people with autism. It's are you for real? There are more than more than 40 different um, items that I help treat just with the the knowledge that I have. And there are people that are far more knowledgeable than me, but I'm out there to help people. I'm not really in this for money. The money will come eventually. I'm really in it to help people and make a difference in their lives. And that's the most important thing for me. All right, Scott. So here, I'll, I'll give an example, you know, and, and my mom does not mind me talking about this. So she suffers from like central tremors. Okay. She, she doesn't have Parkinson's, but she, she shakes a little bit. Right. Uh, doesn't have a steady hand. Now she has her medical card, but let, let's say she is wanting to go about you know, finding out more about it, getting her medical card, like walk me through the process of what you do. Yeah. So basically here's what I can do. If somebody doesn't have their medical card yet, I have doctors that I can refer them to that will help them get the card, not only to get the card, but also to help them with the paperwork. Uh, there's, there's a bit of paperwork. It's not it's confusing hard, but, though, but it's confusing like for your mom the- that, you know, she had issues, you know, figuring out, Hey, what's wrong with my card? Things like that. I have other friends that, you know, have gone through those issues. So I know what it was like on my journey going in it alone, not knowing anything about cannabis really. And especially the, the medicinal benefits of it. And I fully believe that all cannabis is medicinal. Okay. 
mm-hmm. I, I fully believe that. So having somebody to kind of help you, number one, get the card. And then when you're ready to walk in that dispensary for the first time to have already guided you along and figured out, hey, these particular three or four ailments, they can be helped by these eight or 10 strains or these eight or 10 prof- uh, See, we, files. We, 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 we talked about this guy and, and I was amazed because like you brought your laptop and when we met, you were like showing me like what strains can help out different ailments. Absolutely. And, and it blew my mind when I saw that because most people just think of cannabis as a way to get high, but there are different types of strains that help different type of ailments, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a, a list of about a hundred different strains right now. And we're adding to it every single day, not just from one dispensary, but from every single dispensary here in Florida. And it'll be taken nationwide as well. It's impossible to get every single strain, but what I focus more on is the terpene profiles. That's the, that's what gives the plant its smell, its odor. Explain terpene. So yeah, you're explaining that. So terpene is the smell, the, the fragrance type stuff. Yes. And, and what, what actually gives the plant its medicinal properties. Okay. The, the terpenes actually get produced in every single plant. Okay. Um, in nature so that it, it helps to protect it from predators and, and parasites pollination and like that. So yeah, pollination can be part of it, but you know, that's, um, that's what actually helps to, to spread those plants, but this is what actually gives it, uh, those medicinal properties. And, by studying those terpene profiles, there are hundreds of different terpenes in, in the cannabis plants and in, and in other plants. So you can get your terpenes from um, um, botanical plants or from the cannabis plants. And some of them, you know, both of them are beneficial, some more beneficial than others. I can help no. teach that and watch ones you're looking for for your specific ailments, whether that's, you know, pain relief or sleep or weight loss or you know, maybe you need to gain weight. Maybe you need to uh, help with ADHD or OCD or, you know, any number of different ailments. I can help with that. The, you know, my mom has gone through cancer twice in her life. And I remember, you know, I saw her losing weight. She just, you know, that that chemotherapy is just wicked on the body and i ended up this is like way before anything was medical at all and i got it for her and i swear to god i'm not i don't want people to think like i'm a big pothead or anything but it helped her like keep the weight on because keeping that weight on is important when you're going through something that as that is as poisonous as chemotherapy. Absolutely. That's pure torture on your body right there. Now it's beneficial to in fighting the cancer, but there are other ways as well. There's a lot of research that's starting to be able to be done now. And most of it's in Europe really, but still because we're federally illegal here, um, but legal in, in most states now, not all, but most. America is starting to wake up. We're starting to come out of prohibition. Okay. And we're oh, adding. You saw what prohibition? You saw what prohib- 
prohibition, the only amendment that we've ever had overturned in the history of the United States was the prohibition of alcohol, which created organized crime at the time. So what I'm trying to say is if they legalize recreational nationwide, yeah. the tax right money. There? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So one, one of the things that I'm really, really fighting for and passionate about is getting word of that word recreational. Let's you don't not like recreational? Let's not use that term. Let's use the term adult use instead. Okay, adult and use. Okay, I got you. Thank you. Recreational has a negative connotation to it, okay? That makes people okay. think like, oh, you're doing it for fun. No, I'm using it as an adult, okay? Because I know what I'm putting in my body. I don't know what's in those pharmaceuticals that they put out there on the shelf every single day and they push it and push it and push it. And even our insurance industry pushes it and pushes it and pushes it because they can make money on it as well. So give me that word again. So I so I now know that I'm informed instead of recreational. What what word should I be using? Adult use. Adult use is the term I I would prefer to see. And a lot of people in the industry feel the same way. Oh, I agree. Like it, it should not be like, I mean, there needs to be regulations on it, just like tobacco and alcohol. Now, is there any idea? Do you know, like if they did legalize it nationwide and it was taxed, what the windfall of money would be? Is there, do you, do you have any idea? Like, like, for example, like Colorado. I hear that the tax money alone that they're making off of it is like outrageous. Oh, it's insane. The, the, the amount of money that Colorado has for their schools and their roads and things like that. I was just out in, in Denver in November and the people there love it, not just because of the, the medical benefits, but the financial windfall that has come from it as well. And we could have that nationwide and not just from the cannabis, from the hemp plant as well. And industrial hemp can be used for hundreds of different items. It can be used to build build houses with. We could solve really? homeless population by building houses from hemp. It helps to replenish the soil. We can use it to make clothes. The shoes that I wear right now are completely hemp shoes. And in fact, they can get them on my website. Now, Scott, what is your website if people want to check that out? That is floridacannabiscoach.com. They can also follow on Instagram at Florida Cannabis Coach. And they can also follow the uh, Facebook group, the MMJ Movement. I'm happy to reach out to help anybody that I possibly can. You know, when I met with you last time, you know, I stayed with my good friend Colton when I was in Tampa uh, the past couple of days. And they have an older dog that is having joint pain. And you were telling me about the CBD dog treat as well, too, that have been benefiting older pets. Oh, absolutely. I actually just left uh, my buddy Russ's house a little while ago, and they have a dog that just turned 18 years old. How is Russ? I, I, I need to get with Russ. Uh, next time you talk to him, tell him I said hello. I was listening to the I mean, we're talking about the same Russ, correct? Absolutely. Actually, I was talking to uh, him about you today and telling him how much <laughs> you've been helping me out and how much uh, Vulture has been helping me out as well. So I have nothing but high praises to sing for you, brother. Well, thank you. But uh, no, I was listening on I was listening to the show on the way home uh, from Tampa this morning. But 
I was telling them and, and they were actually really, really interested because the dog that they have can no longer like jump up on the couch because, yeah. you know, he, he's having joint pains. And and I told them about it and they were like, hey, well, I mean, we're going to have to look into that. So there are benefits when it comes to CBD and helping pets. Oh, absolutely. Um, their dog just turned 18 years old. She's out roaming the fence daily like she like she always has. For a couple of weeks, she didn't have any of the treats or anything like that because uh, his wife's been traveling a lot. And she just hadn't been by to pick any up or, you know, I actually mm -hmm. teach people how to make them themselves. I'd rather not make the product. I'd rather just teach people how to do it themselves and save even more money. But, you know, right now they're just not uh, able to do that because she's traveling so much. So I made Avery some treats and Bo some treats and took them over there. And both of those dogs are just eager to get to them. And then they're feeling better and calmer and just healthier lifestyles. Let me, I don't know if you know this, maybe this is a question you don't know, but um, in pro sports, you know, they, they are down to prescribe all the pain medication in the world, but are they allowed to use CBD in, in professional uh, sports or is that a banned substance? Do you know? Um, CBD, most of them can use. Even some of the leagues are starting to ease up their testing on, on cannabis as well. Um, Ricky Williams. Like, yeah, Ricky. I was about to bring up Ricky. Ricky just like said, I'm out. Peace out. You know, deuces on the whole deal because, you know, they get beat up a lot. And I think it's so much better than, than you know, the cortisone shots or, or, or giving them oxys or hydrocodones and stuff like that to get rid of pain yeah so i was actually just uh communicating with uh ricky williams assistant yesterday and trying to set set up an interview with him um because I, he has a fascinating story brother and he, you know, walked around walked away from the nfl for cannabis and doesn't regret it one bit dude ricky is i love and, and, and you want to know another person and that you might want to look into uh, former Florida Gator great Percy Harvin, you know, he suffered from migraines, migraines, like de debilitating migraines. And he got caught and tested positive a couple of times and he ended up retiring as well, too. Because he said the only thing that helped him out was cannabis. Yep, absolutely. I even make a topical and teach people how to make a topical that's great for those migraines as well. There are certain strains that are good for it, but then also certain um, routes that are even better for it. So it's not just smoking it. I don't, I hardly ever smoke cannabis at all. I take it in tincture form. I take it in edible form. Explain tincture. For, can you explain tincture? I, I know what it is, but for my audience, can you explain uh, what, a, what a tincture is? Oh, sure. Uh, tincture is a, an oral or sublingual product that you put in your mouth or under your tongue, and you hold it there for about a minute, and then you swallow it, okay? Uh, you're absorbing 20% of that medication through the mucous membranes in your tongue, the other 80% you're swallowing. So that 80% acts more like an edible. So it gives you a uh, relief over a longer period of time. So that's how I manage my care. I'll occasionally smoke it, but it's not my preferred route at all. 
do you like when you do smoke it are you smoking the cartridges or the flour uh i like to have it in the purest form that i can the most but the most available form so let's say somebody is suffering from crippling anxiety or you start to feel anxiety coming in it's not convenient to pull over and roll a joint is it so no you use a vape in that case instead or another another route that's but didn't you say that. there's an additive like in some of those cartridges that you have to look out for that is not good for people like not on with, sorry not in the cartridges that you would get in a dispensary or anything like that there was a, a rash of uh, people being injured or dying from vaping but that was not from uh factory cartridges what they were doing is refilling cartridges or filling their own and they were using vitamin e well, vitamin E, when it gets heated up, that causes problems in your lungs. That causes the popcorn lung that people were dying from. Oh, Definitely man. not something you want to do. But now, a vape pen or vape cartridge from a dispensary, no problem at all. In fact, for many people, it is the most effective route, depending on what they're suffering from. But that's what do, I hope to figure out. Now, this is another question that I have. Will the prices ever go down? when it comes to medical, like legal, when it comes to this stuff, because, you know, like a lot of people aren't going to go to the medical route when they can get it cheaper, the illegal route. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Well, there, you know, honestly, there are some savings to buying it on the black market. However, they're not that significant and they're definitely not significant enough for me to go to jail. I'm but you would know what you're diet. getting though. You know what you're getting though when you when 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 you're going the medical route, though, right. correct? When I'm going into a dispensary, I know the percentage of the THC, which by the way, the state legislature is trying to pass uh THC caps at a maximum of 10%. Um on What's your what's your thoughts on that though? Should there be a cap? I am absolutely opposed to that. Um that is essentially a tax on your medication. If they were to take that bottle of Tylenol and change it and make it a cap to where you couldn't have more than two of them at a time, wouldn't that affect you? Sometimes you need three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some days you need a little bit higher percentage. And I, when I was working at a dispensary, I'm not there anymore. I'm completely out on my own now. But when I was working at a dispensary, that's the number one thing people came in and asked for. What's the highest percentage that you have? I would never sell it like that. Okay. Unless they, that's all they wanted was to know the highest percentage. What no. I asked them, the question I asked, what are you looking to treat today? Okay. That's the question. That's the most important question that you need to ask if you're working in a dispensary. And that's also what you need to tell them when you walk in there, what you're looking to treat. And if they can't help you with that, then that's when you need to find a qualified cannabis coach, whether it's me or somebody else. I don't care. Yeah. Dude, I mean, Scott, though, like just from talking to you the couple of times that I have, I can tell that you're very passionate about this. Yes, you are a business person, um, but this seems like something that you're very passionate about. Uh, you've seen what it's been able to do to help you change your life. And it just feels like this is a passion for you. Am I, am I wrong by saying that? I use that word every single day. This is a passion project for me. It will eventually turn into a, a steady income. Um, but that's not what I'm in it for. I am in it to help people. 
I am very, very passionate about it. And this is definitely my passion project. I've always had a goal uh, the last 15 years or so, at least, to make the world a better place every day. And now I'm mm -hmm. able to do that easily by helping people every single day. Oh, Scott, man, I want to thank you for reaching out to me. You know, a lot of people, because this podcast is worldwide. See, that that's what I've learned about podcasts. You know, it's not just a local level, but for the people that don't know, I know Scott York from my days of working at Real Radio 104.1 here in Orlando. And, you know, I mean, the station's still there. They still got a great following, but, you know, like in the early 2000s, from 2000 to 2010, I mean, I met so many amazing people and you are one of those people. And, and I'm very fortunate enough that you have reached out. You're back in my life. You know, I, I'm sorry if I, <laughs> if I'm sounding you know, like uh, I'm overdoing it, but like it, it is good. It, it's helped me out having a familiar person that I've known for quite some time being back in my life. And I, I just want to tell you, I appreciate it so much. Well, man, I appreciate all that you've helped me do. I, I can't thank you enough for all that you've done and helping, helping me to get my word out there, help me to get my brand out there, but also helping me to accomplish a mission. And Vulture has been a huge part of that as well. Some of the tech stuff, the stuff that I'll ask him and boom, he's got it ready in, in less than an hour or two, sometimes yep. less than 15 seconds. He's sending me something. So, yeah, that, uh, that's why you need a military man. Military hey, guys stay on top of it. I have absolutely told my friends, I said, you know, if you've got problems in your business, you got problems staffing. Hire a service member. <laughs> hire a Marine, especially. Exactly. Scott. One more time, tell people what is the best way to give them your website and how they can find you online. I know that you've been doing some clubhouse stuff as well, too. Uh, tell people how they can find you. You can pretty much search for me anywhere as at Florida Cannabis Coach. My website is floridacannabiscoach.com. If you sign up on the email list there, I promise not to spam you. I'm going to send you email one time a month. And I'm going to protect your email address. I'm not going to sell it to anybody. Essentially, let people know where I'm going to be at, what events. I've got three events this weekend that I'll be at and passing out promo items and glass jars and uh, tote bags and sunglasses and all sorts of stuff out there. So that's the main way. FloridaCannabisCoach.com, well, Instagram. If I could get a hold of if I could get a hold of my merch guy that has gone AWOL on me, I could be helping you out on that one. So hey, that's all I'm right. Sorry. That's all right. I got, I got, I got that stuff covered for right now. We'll, we'll, well, we'll guess what? He's missing out. So he's yeah. missing out. That's all right. Don't worry about that. I'll, I'll still do business with him. I don't ever burn any bridges, man. <laughs> well, and, and once again, tell people the website, Scott. FloridaCannabisCoach.com. Follow on Instagram at FloridaCannabisCoach. Follow the uh, Facebook group, the MMJ Movement. And right, keep supporting Scott. the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. 
The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Do you want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?